The following is a paid presentation of Central Maine Healthcare. 99.5 WCME. Welcome to another edition of Central Maine Healthcare Close-Up on Radio Midcoast WCME. I'm Jim Blycamp, and today on the program at a moment in time when COVID-19, at least for the time being, would appear to be winding down, we're going to spend some time talking about health in the summertime, health tips, possible summer health pitfalls, with Jennifer Flynn, who's a nurse practitioner at Central Maine Pediatrics based at Central Maine Medical Center. She did undergraduate work at Central Maine Medical Center School of Nursing in Lewiston and at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst and graduate work at Simmons College in Boston. And Jennifer, thanks for giving us some time today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Once again, I note that you are a nurse practitioner. And just to get a few uh, basics in, first of all, how did you get interested in in the healing profession just in general? Was this something you always wanted to do as a child, or how did you get interested? Oh, gosh. I have uh, always been interested in medicine, and it's kind of been a long journey for me to get to nurse practitioner. I was a nurse for... Uh, quite a while. Um, I worked in the intensive care unit and uh, at Central Maine Medical Center. Before we go any further, let's clarify the difference between a nurse and a nurse practitioner. No problem. So uh, it's kind of an escalation in education. Uh, So uh, you can be a nurse um, with both an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree and then I kind of went on to school, and um, now I have a master's degree, and uh, that is, um, so it's just a furthering in education um, to get you up to a nurse practitioner. So nurse practitioner is a fully independent um, provider in the state of Maine, so we work, um, you know, shoulder to shoulder with our, our physician peers. Um, and um, we work alongside them, and we, you know, we work together as a team. Um, and at our office, we have um, several physicians and several nurse practitioners. And you have a special interest in working with kids, right? Yeah, our office is uh, pediatric-focused, and then I work specifically in Um, more of an acute care setting. So we have um, a same-day access clinic, which focuses more on the sick kiddos. Um, So that's what I do specifically, um, so that parents can come in same day and get their sick kids seen. I just have to make one observation as as someone who has lived and worked in various spots around the country. I've never heard references by so many teachers and doctors and nurses to kiddos until I got to Maine. Is that kind of a Maine thing? I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> I've never heard it. All the time. <laughs> okay. No, I do too. I hear it all over Maine, but I never heard it anywhere until I got to Maine. And I'm just wondering if that's a Mainism or something. It might very well be. <laughs> okay. That's prob- probably better addressed to a linguist or something than, than to a nurse. But I was just uh, curious about that. We're going to spend... <laughs> We're going to spend uh, the, the rest of this program talking about keeping kids safe in the uh, summertime, particularly uh, in this summer in which uh, we are coming out of the uh, pandemic. What enters your mind uh, first when, when I raise that subject? What, in your view, or 
maybe the uh, most important uh, safety factors, uh, given the fact that we are coming out of a pandemic? First of all, I hope that everyone is going to get outside and have some fun this summer. We have had such a hard time over the last year, you know, year and a half. You know, we've been cooped up. We've been so fixated on keeping everybody, you know, tied up tight inside. And, you know, this year I hope we can get everybody outside having some fun. So keeping that in mind, you know, um, I hope we can get the kids that are able to get vaccinated vaccinated um, and the kiddos who can't get vaccinated quite yet, um, we want to keep them well protected by washing their hands and keeping them away from um, people who might be sick. Um, so, and it, it is the case, is it not, that right now vaccinations are limited to kids 12 and up? 12 and up, yep. Yep, 12 and up. And uh, what are you hearing about the uh, probability of vaccinations for kids under 12? So they're, they're, they're running trials right now. We haven't heard about when the, the vaccine is going to be made available to under 12, but we're hoping that it should be out, you know, in the near future. And we've all got our fingers crossed that it'll be available sooner rather than later. Uh, I've got I've got a toddler, so I want her to get that vaccine as soon as she can get sure. it. Sure, but it but it's also the uh, continuing reality that uh, very small kids are less vulnerable in general to COVID nineteen. Yeah, they tend to have you know more mild disease, and then you know they tend to do better with COVID nineteen than say the older population. But the concern is obviously that they can pass it on to the rest of us, right? So they're really good virus shedders, um, which is also problematic for the rest of us. Okay. But uh, it was was very interesting, your initial answer there. You really stressed being outdoors, and you seem to be suggesting that uh, the more we're outdoors in the summer, uh, the more uh, we are safer from COVID-19. Absolutely. Get outside. Go play. If you're just joining us, Jennifer Flynn is our guest this week on Central Maine Healthcare Close-Up. We are talking about keeping kids safe in the summer in which we are coming out of the uh, pandemic. That involves some uh, special concerns relating to the pandemic that we've just been talking about. And it it also involves some traditional concerns that we face every single uh, summer. And uh, with that in mind, Common uh, injuries and illnesses, Jennifer, unique to the summertime that we need to be attentive to with kids. So we see a lot of rashes and skin irritations. We see a lot of orthopedic injuries just because kids are, you know, a little bit more active outside, going to sports camps and whatnot. So you'll see a lot of sprains, strains, and fractures. You'll see a lot of burns, sunburns, and, you know, cuts and bruises. Um, And then you'll still see a lot of, you know, the common illnesses just because kids are, you know, going away to summer camps and whatnot. So you might still see some some strep or some ear infections and little things like that. Um, That's mostly what I'll see through come through the clinic. We are hearing uh, once again, as we tend to uh, every year at this time, hear about bronchial moth disease here in Maine. Now, that in the in the past, in other years, has been a, a major concern, and it's my understanding that there have been major bronchial moth infestations here on the mid-coast. 
This year, I am hearing not so much about Bronte Almonts on the Midcoast, but rather in central Maine. Am I getting that right? Yeah, this year it has been absolutely crazy for brown tail moss. Um, I have seen more this year than I have in years past. Um, and uh, we're seeing just um, really bad rashes from it. Um, and some kids have actually had some pretty bad uh, breathing issues because uh, they're breathing in the hairs and actually needing to go to the ER with respiratory distress, um, which is unusual. Um, so, um, you know, you'll see just a very spotty red rash, um, which can spread from kind of where, you know, wherever the contact was. And you may not actually see the caterpillar, which is confusing to a lot of parents. They think they need to see the caterpillar, um, to get the rash. Um, but you may have just come into contact with, uh, the hairs from the caterpillar, which may have uh, kind of filtered through the air and landed on maybe a picnic table or a chair um, and then come in contact with your skin. Um, and this is a very, very itchy rash. Um, and so it'll, it may spread up your leg or your arm or, you know, wherever the, the contact may have been. Um, and um, the child or the adult in some cases will be very, very itchy um, we usually recommend trying to stay cool, so cool showers, sleeping in light clothing, you know, light blankets, um, because when you get very warm, the rash tends to be more itchy. Um, things like hydrocortisone or topical Benadryl or calamine lotion uh, can help with the symptoms, but really management of the symptoms are best. If there's any of those breathing concerns involved, um, obviously an ER trip is warranted at that point. Um, but ultimately this should self-resolve. And even though we talk commonly about brown-tailed moths, as you point out, we're really talking about a caterpillar, right? Yeah, so it's a caterpillar that really it turns into a moth. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but the caterpillar's the problem, right? So it's those furry brown caterpillars that you see crawling over places um, and then they, they ultimately turn into a moth, yeah. And again, I am correct in saying, am I not, that it's so far, uh, this is not so much of a problem on the Midcoast. This is uh, a particular issue this year in central Maine. And I understand Waterville in particular has been quite hard hit by this, right? Yeah, they're saying that Androscoggin County and... Um, kind of, you know, that central Maine area is yeah. particularly hard hit this year. Um, and, um, you know, those areas have been very, very hard hit. Um, typically towards the water is a little bit more hard hit um, in years past, but this is an unusual year. Yeah. So uh, it's important when you talk about Androscoggin County, there is kind of a central Maine sector of Androscoggin County, and then there is the uh, mid-coast area of Androscoggin, which would include places like Lisbon, Lisbon Falls, Durham, not so much hard hit, but this brown-tail uh, moth situation is worse in the outer parts, let's say, of Androscoggin County. Yes, so we're still seeing it in other places. So you might still get it in places, um, you know, outside of Androscoggin County. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a rough year for the brown-tail moth. 
We can't really talk about uh, summer safety issues in Maine without covering uh, Lyme disease and ticks. First of all, can you just do a brief uh, explanation of exactly what Lyme disease entails? Because I think some people are still a little in the dark on that. Yeah, Lyme disease um, really is um, just, uh, it's it's a combination of, well, the most common symptoms um, you'll find are going to be uh, fever, joint pain, headaches. Um, typically, it'll occur, um, you know, somewhere 10 to 14 days after a tick bite. Typically, it's most often spread by the deer ticks. Um, it's fairly common at this point. Um, we see it quite often in, you know, the state of Maine um, and New England, really, in general. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's, um, pretty, it's pretty endemic to this area. So preventing it is, is really important. If you're noticing uh, ticks, which would put you and uh, potentially your children at risk for uh, Lyme disease, you want to kind of follow the opposite of the advice you gave earlier in this program and and stay indoors, right? Well, not necessarily. So you can still have fun outside. So I still encourage spending time outside. But you want to try and prevent any tick bites. So, you know, covering up. So if you're going to go spend time in the woods and, and, you know, any area that has um, tall grass or anything like that, and you know there are ticks in the area, um, you know, tall socks, long pants, long sleeves, wearing a hat, um, you know, or using insect repellent, um, the American Academy of Pediatrics um, will recommend um, insect repellent that contains up to 30% DEET um, in any um, child that's over two months. Um, and you can either spray that directly on your skin if you're comfortable with that. Some parents are a little leery about using containing um, insect repellent, so you can actually spray it on their clothing um, and then, you know, wash their clothing so it's not directly on their skin just because of the chemical. Um, but then doing daily tick, tick checks um, to make sure that, you know, you don't have any insects actually on you. Um, so as soon as you come back inside, make sure you do kind of a head-to-toe check um, to make sure there's no ticks that came inside with you. So you can kind of have your cake and eat it too in the summertime. You can be outside, but you exactly. have to be, you have to be watchful and mindful. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You know, stay on the cleared path instead of you know roaming through the 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 long grass. <laughs> sure. Jennifer, this has been most informative. I know we're uh, leaving some uh, areas on which we could touch untouched, but we're out of time. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to thank you uh, very much for uh, joining us. Jennifer Flynn is a nurse practitioner at Central Maine Pediatrics at Central Maine Medical Center. Jennifer, uh, thanks for giving us some of your valuable time today. We do appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. I'm Jim Blightcamp. Uh, we'll be back one week from today at the same time to talk more about uh, your health on Central Maine Health Care Close-Up from Radio Midcoast WCMA.